Hey, my mama didn't raise no fools. Well, come to think of it, I don't think she really raised any of us because we were all latchkey kids. Welcome to another edition of Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales. I am indeed Donna Shannon, who used to be known as Coyote, and in some circles still am. And no, I'm not going to tell you the story behind that one yet. Instead, I'm going to be confessing some of my own crimes and misdemeanors for you today. Hopefully children pay attention so that you do not repeat these poor choices that I have made throughout my life. But before we get into that, let's go to our... Breaking news. First story actually comes to us out of New Zealand. It's true, magic is officially dead. What? Yes, because in Christchurch they have fired their official wizard and he's been taken off the payroll. Say it ain't so! Oh my god, as if this world hadn't been worse. Now it's official. Magic is gone. That is why Ian Brackbury Channel, or Channel, I don't know how to pronounce anything. Doesn't matter anyways, because he always goes by the wizard. He even has a New Zealand driver's license that identifies him as such. But, uh, yeah, he was actually doing this since, like, 1998. We are losing over 20 years of magic and mysticalness in our lives. How will we ever recover? You might be savvy enough to go, hey, isn't New Zealand where they filmed all of Middle Earth? And that is true, but this wizard is not a Gandalf type. He's a goofball type by self-admission. I'm not calling him that. Uh, anyways, he used to earn about $10,000 American money just to dress up as a wizard and go around and do wizarding things. How will we ever recover now that magic is dead? On to our next story. Court rules officially that Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are legally people. What? Okay, so this gets bizarre right from the beginning, right? So there are more than 80 hippos in Colombia that are the first non-human creatures to be legally considered people by a U.S. court. This brings so many questions to my mind. Number one, why are we granting U.S. citizenship to hippos who are not in the United States? That's an interesting question. Also, as cocaine hippos, were they mules, in fact, for cocaine? Uh, what the heck? All right, no, that is not the case. So where these hippos even got to Colombia in the first place is children, in case you didn't know, Pablo Escobar was the biggest cocaine dealer in the 80s, and obviously in Colombia, because that's where he brought his hippos to. So he originally bought four of them and had them imported in, illegally, of course, Somehow, I don't think he was too worried about, oh, proper documentation for carrying things across country lines. Never seemed to bother him with the cocaine. So why not? Let's ship in some hippos. And uh, obviously he hasn't been caring for them in quite some time. And their population has since exploded up into 80. Now, the Colombian government was going to start exterminating them. Because as you can imagine, uh, hippos are not natural to the Colombian environment and having no natural predators out there, uh, they're kind of, you know, running amok and making an economic, you know, ecological disaster. 
If you've ever seen a hippo poop, it's pretty gnarly, and I'm sure that's only part of the problems that are going on in Colombia. Thank God for Team America, World Police, we stepped in and are saving the hippos by making them U.S. citizens. What? Alright, okay, I'm so glad that in all the problems that we have in the world, these hippos are going to be survived because they're legally persons. <sighs> sure, why not? Humans may be the most deadly animal on the planet, but hippos, surprisingly enough, are second. So, you don't want to piss off the cocaine hippos, because the last thing we need is hippo cocaine gangs coming after us. Our final story comes to us from England. Oh, yes, the cradle of civility. But in this case, the 21-year-old student who took the game Truth or Dare to its extremes. No, I'm not talking about the dare part. I'm talking about the truth part. Because he admitted during this game that he had murdered his step-grandmother and is now probably going to be jailed for life. His step-grandmother was 94 years old and uh, her house burned down and the cops weren't even interested in investigating it. Just figured much, yeah, shit happens to 94-year-olds, including burning their houses down. But this student, Tiernan Darnton, 21, admitted in this truth or dare game that he killed his step-grandmother and some of the other people playing the game was like, oh, dude, that's like fucked up. So they told the cops. Cops went over, inspected the house, and found maps of his grandmother's place showing where he was going to start the fire, notes on how he was going to kill his step-grandmother, and all the rest. And my question is, how evil does your step-grandmother have to be to make you want to go kill him at age 94? Hmm. You just figure time would have taken care of that for him. I promised you that I am going to release to you some of my own crimes and misdemeanors. Now, uh, if there happens to be any police listening to this, understand this is a comedy podcast and I am not necessarily admitting to any crime that you can come after me for. But uh, if I were a criminal, my favorite crime would be fraud. Yep, fraud, fraud, fraud. I love fraud. So, okay, technically it's forgery. It's not specifically fraud. But yeah, I got started at a very young age. Like when I was in elementary school, I would like skip class all the time. And I would just write notes because my dad's handwriting was the worst in the world. Surely it looks like it was written by a fifth grader or a sixth grader. And that would get me out of classes. And you know what? It worked all the way up until I was in junior high when I was finally caught for the forgery cases and had to do in-school suspensions. My dad was so disappointed. He could not believe I had done such a thing. And I'm like, Dad, I've been doing this for like three years. So why would I not do this thing when it's been so successful all along? As you can imagine, I never really learned my lesson in those cases, but let's flash forward to 2017 because in 2017, I actually committed my most heinous crime to date, voter fraud. Yes, that's right, I said voter fraud. 
And in spite of what you might have been told by some people, voter fraud is actually a very rare crime. At least it was in 2017 in the state of Colorado. So, so how the hell did this happen? Well, in 2017, it wasn't even a presidential election. That's what's ridiculous. It was just like small, not even good amendments on the constitution for Colorado or anything. My whole thing was there was a person running for city council for Arvada, so my local suburb, and I hated this person. And I had been telling everybody, don't vote for her because, you know, I hate her. So no more reason than that. That's all you need. And uh, so my son, James, who had moved out many years ago, never changed his address. So we received his ballot at my house. And I'm like, hmm, I'm sure James doesn't care at all about politics. So I'm just going to vote for him because I am sure he would support me in not voting for this person. So I filled out his ballot. Uh, Colorado, we have mail-in ballots or you can drop them off in the drop boxes. And that's exactly what I did. A few weeks after that, we get a piece of mail from the clerk, you know, the county clerk of Jefferson County for Arvada, addressed to James about his ballot. And I'm like, oh man, I wonder what happened here. So I open up the letter because of course I'm going to, you know, commit postal fraud too. I want to open people's mail apparently. And I read the note and it says the signatures did not match the one that they had on file for James. So his ballot was not counted in the election. I'm like, all right, no harm, no foul. No need to worry about this anymore. Months and months and months go by hanging out with James. And he gets a phone call from the Jefferson County Sheriff, of all people. And he's like talking on the phone and he's like, I don't know anything about this, whatever. He gets off the phone and he goes, and I'm like, well, what was that about? He goes, yeah, the, the Jefferson County Sheriff has been trying to get a hold of me because apparently somebody committed voter fraud with my ballot. I'm like, oh, James, yeah, that would be me. I'm the one who did that. And he's like, what the fuck were you thinking? Why would you commit fraud with my ballot? Because it actually turns out James cares a lot about politics. Shock. Had no idea. I said, well, I was just this person that was running for office that I hate. And I was sure you would support me in hating her. And then I'm like, oh my God. So the whole thing that happens with voter fraud. And by the way, I did research it. In Colorado, voter fraud is very rare. And here's the thing. It's a felony offense, which I also did not realize. It's like, are you kidding me? Of all the potential felonies that I have committed in my life, the drug purchases, the stealing, the bad checks, the driving under the influence, all this stuff that I've never been caught for and allegedly committed in the past, none of those felonies are going to bring me down. None of them. It's going to be fucking voter fraud brings me down. Ugh. So... In 2017, the most significant case of voter fraud that it committed before me was actually 
the chairperson of the Republican Committee for the state of Colorado was uh, charged with voter fraud. He claims he accidentally committed voter fraud. And it's like, what? So what happened was he and his wife were going through a divorce. And uh, so he filled out his wife's ballot for her. And uh, of course, she didn't take too kindly to that one. But his defense was that he was drunk when he filled out the ballot and submitted it. So he didn't realize he was filling out his estranged wife's ballot instead of his own. I I don't know how drunk he had to be because he filled out two ballots. He filled out his own and he filled out hers. But um, yes, he was indeed found guilty, charged with the felony, and had to do a whole bunch of public service. So uh, <laughs> that's that's the kind of punishment that I was facing and like a potential $10,000 fine or something. It was like, what? Oh my God. Voter fraud is as expensive as a DUI. So don't drink and drive and don't drink and vote, apparently. Ugh. Oh my God. So cops get a hold of James once again, now that he knows what's up, because he's also been getting letters for months from the county clerk trying to say, hey, did you know that somebody else voted with your ballot? Which, of course, being James, he just ignored, because that's what James does. And uh, so the sheriffs were asking him, did he want to press charges against whoever used his ballot against his knowledge? Bank God, he took pity on me and he said, no, he didn't want to press charges because that sounds like that uh, the cops kind of had some foresight or inkling or indication that they might have a suspect in mind, which was probably me. But unless he was going to press charges, they weren't going to move forward with it. Phew, thank God for that. So even though I allegedly committed voter fraud, I did not have to go to jail. I did not have to pay a $10,000 fine. And no, I have not forged any more ballots since then. Maybe I didn't even forge anything else. God, I hope not. All right, everybody, that's the end of our show for today. And good luck to you with all of your own crimes and misdemeanors. Just make sure that uh, whoever you're playing truth and dare with doesn't take your truth a little bit too seriously. Until next time, I'm Donna Shannon. Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales is a production of Coyote Visions Productions and is hosted by Donna Shannon. Nothing redundant about that. Theme music is Coyote Strut by James Nay. All other music is ethically sourced and licensed from SoundDogs.com and EpidemicSound.com. And we paid for it, I swear. We can provide receipts if necessary. All the stories you've heard are true. Only the names, events, and facts have been changed for our own amusement. In the immortal words of Obi-Wan, so what I told you was true from a certain point of view. Find all of Donna Shannon's website and social media links at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E slash Donna Shannon. Follow us and find out all about upcoming shows and live performances. Now go out there, enjoy life, and grab some tales of your own. <laughs>